Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of Mega Strange. It is Saturday at noon. That means your weekly spooky haunted tradition is back again. Johnny and Derek here, uh, rocking out with all the cryptids. We're in a band with Bigfoot. We are in a live act with the Loch Ness Monster. We are yelling with Yetis and getting groovy with ghosts here on the Mega Strange Podcast. How you doing, Johnny? You chugging that caffeine? Yeah, I'm trying. I to need some caffeine chugs myself because yeah. I'm feeling a little sluggish today. You got a little little guy right there. My we'll little take, guy take here. I don't like when you call my coffee up my little guy. <laughs> I mean, sounds I like I have an inappropriate relationship with this coffee. Yeah, I call everything a little guy. Yeah, I think you have a, a little guy complex. A little bit of a Napoleon complex. Think you're better than me, I mean, Johnny? What's up? What's up? With I'm that a about? little guy. Uh, I think I've had too much caffeine and it's hitting I'm my jealous. veins. What are you? Je- you're jealous of me? Yeah. And my caffeinated state yeah i'm like i'm about to fall asleep right now so tired well good then you can have some nightmares after we get through today's episode because today we are talking about something that is near and dear to your heart yes we are talking about haunted video games creepy uh video games uh haunted uh code yes uh, i got very excited when this haunted uh, graphics when we picked this as our topic for this week because Same. i love the idea of uh the paranormal world and technology mixing yeah uh i love the idea of cursed technology and you know um I saw a screenplay a couple years ago, an unproduced screenplay about a witch who would record spells through VHS tapes in the 80s. And if oh, you, yeah. If you played the tape, you would get a spell cast on you. And I always thought that was so cool. And this idea of like old uh, forgotten technology being used in some nefarious way. Uh, so I don't know why we stumbled on this subject, but we came up with a whole bunch of different Stories and urban legends about video games that kill people, uh, video games that drive you insane, force you to commit suicide, and and ghosts that are trapped inside some of the most popular video games on this planet. You might be playing a video game with a ghost and you won't even realize it. That sounds like the name of like a Disney Channel original film. Yeah. You might be playing a video game with a ghost. You might be playing a video game with a ghost today on the Disney Channel. It is Halloween season. The haunts are in the air. There's a spooky vibe all around. And today you're going to have to plug in, get the old HDMI cable, get the coaxial cables. I fucking hate coaxial uh, cables. Because we're doing a red, yellow, and white haunting on today's episode of Mega Strange. This is Haunted Video Games. Yes. Um... Can I start? Please. All right. You were you were genuinely excited about the stuff you pulled, and I'm genuinely excited to hear about it. Yeah, I am. I, I went down a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. What if I could tell you uh-huh. that how spectacular would it be if we could go back in time and pinpoint the exact moment that the Bigfoot legend was started? How okay. cool would it be if we had, like, the very first newspaper that ever mentioned the Loch Ness Monster. And we could say, this was where the Loch Ness Monster was created. Uh-huh. This is where it started. You rarely get that opportunity yeah, yeah. when you talk about cryptids or urban legends in general. Nobody knows where they came from, but they've just always kind of been around. Mm. Well, for today's ghost story, uh, we actually know exactly where it started, when it started, and the whole evolution Uh, And I want to talk about something that some people out there may be very familiar with, 
Yeah. And yet some people out there like myself may have never heard of this before. Did you know that apparently there is a ghost trapped within the coding of Minecraft? A oh. ghost named Hero Brian. I've heard the name Hero Brian before, uh, just in like various YouTube videos and like, you know, gang suggested like scary videos about him, but I don't know. Hero Brian yeah. is big time. Okay. It's probably the main meme slash urban legend. Uh, or, 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 what am I trying to say? <laughs> Surrounding Minecraft. Oh, okay. Um, not Notch, just Hero Brian. Well, Notch is involved in this story. Well, he's kind of a ghoul. We'll get to that. No, maybe <laughs> we won't. So, for people who don't know, Hero Brian, Hero Brian, yeah. um, is it Brian or is it Brian? It's H E R O, Hero yeah. Brian, B R I N E. Okay. All one word. Hero Brian uh, supposedly shows up in single player games of Minecraft. Okay. And you know that you're in a game with Hero Brian when you start to see some of these telltale signs. Because if you wander through the Minecraft biomes and you come across a patch of the woods and all of the leaves have been taken off the tree and it's just a forest of, of empty wooden posts okay. in Minecraft, that's a sign that you are near Hero Brian. If you find strange pyramids of sand built in bodies of water, okay. that is another telltale sign of Hero Brian. And supposedly, if you've ever found two by two tunnels, little tiny tunnels that just sprawl off in all directions inside the mountains, those were supposedly carved by the ghost named Hero Brian. Okay. There's already like some creepiness in Minecraft, I would say. Just the general loneliness. And also like they added uh some of the mobs are like aggressively creepy, like the Endermen and stuff. So yes. I feel like Minecraft is ripe for Imagine this stuff. you're playing Minecraft one night in yeah. an early build of Minecraft. Uh this story actually was first talked about. First ever mentioned on August 30th, 2010, going back 11 years now. I just graduated from high school. Yeah. When an image was posted on the 4chan message board mm. having to do with paranormal activity. Okay. And a user said that they had been playing a single player game of Minecraft when they started noticing all these strange things. The forest that had been deleaved, the weird towers and the weird tunnels. And they said that, you remember when you used to play Minecraft and your graphics weren't that good? You'd yeah. have this kind of fog around yes, where you yeah, were yeah. playing. And as you move forward, the fog would retreat, but behind you it would encroach forward. I think it's called like draw distance. Yes. Yeah. This user said that in the fog, the render fog, he saw some something or someone standing there. He said at first he thought it was a cow, okay. but as he approached, it appeared to be another player except the eyes were white with no pupils. He posted this image. I'll show it to you, and we'll put it on the screen now. Okay. This image was posted Whoa. on August 30th, 2010, and in the fog there, yeah. supposedly is Hero Brian. Except at the time, the user said they didn't know who this was, that this person turned and ran away, and that he followed him for a while, but then eventually lost him in the fog. And he was posting on the Minecraft forums to see if anybody else had ever experienced this 
character. Now, this was in 2010 when they had first introduced multiplayer online yeah. with Minecraft. Okay. But this was a single player game. Oh. And this person said there was no multiplayer name above this, this character. True, so it was yeah. like a strange NPC. Supposedly, the post got deleted. Mm from the Minecraft forums. And so the person reposted it and it got deleted even faster. And this happened a couple times. They kept reposting, seeing if anybody knew about this character when apparently they got a DM from an account by the name Hero Brian, and the DM just said stop. And that is where we get the name Hero Brian. You're, you're really good at telling stories because like I vaguely knew about this and literally when you said the person got a DM, I like chills ran up my fucking spine. <laughs> the fucking Minecraft thing. I was like, oh God. Here's he the got thing. Him. Hero, the Hero Brian story. That's it. What I just told you, yeah. that that was posted as a creepy pasta on this 4chan board with just this image on August 30th, 2010. And nobody cared. It, yeah. it went ignored for months. It wasn't until a few months later that a Minecraft streamer uh, by the name of Copeland okay. started. He, he was a member of a Minecraft gaming community. I think they were called uh, Brocraft. Okay. Started posting screen caps of games that he was playing with this pupilless character in it. And he said, Does anybody know who this is? I'm experiencing strange things. Okay. And I'm seeing this character in my single player games. People were getting really excited because they went and found this original creepypasta post. And they're like, that is Hero Brian. Uh, and then famously, this streamer Copeland had a live stream where they were they had found a house uh -huh. that they had supposedly seen Hero Brian in. Uh, and they were going to do a live stream. And after 20 minutes, Hero Brian showed up. Now, the stream itself, the original recording of the stream has been lost to time. Just the way the oh, internet works. Yeah, it's yeah. no longer available to see, but he posted it. This moment has gone down in infamy, has become so famous in the Minecraft community, people have actually meticulously recreated it. We have an HD oh recreation of the Copeland stream, the Copeland which stream. is the first recorded appearance, supposedly, of Hero Brian. Let's... Load this up. Sure. This is the Copeland cut. This is the reboot of the Copeland cut. Okay. So this per hold on, hold on. I gotta pause this for a second. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll, this person meticulously <laughs> rebuilt that entire house. Probably. You have to understand moving forward. Yeah. This hero <laughs> Brian story has defined a generation. I. Yeah, it's I was, huge. I was gonna say like I definitely heard about this, but I felt like I was a little like it was below me and like with. I, I think that uh, for people younger than us who yeah. grew up playing Minecraft, and if you were like 12, 13, 6th mm. grade, seventh grade, and Minecraft was your life, yeah, you had heard of Hero Brian, and you th and you knew Hero Brian was real, and you and I've I've watched so many videos with professional Minecraft players, quote unquote, and they kind of chuckle and they say, ha ha ha. Yeah. We all know hero Brian. He's kind yeah. of like the Bigfoot of Minecraft. Yeah. And people be like, do you think it's real? People be like, no, I don't think it's real. And then they pause. They'd be like, but I have experienced some things in Minecraft that made me think it, perhaps I was dealing oh, with hero. Man. Brian. I love that they're feeding into it. And, and, and I will share some of these stories, but yeah, 
let's let's watch yeah, this. Yeah, let's yeah, get sorry. back to this video. I so, just want to add, like, did this person like recreated this whole? This person house. has recreated the original Hero Brian stream just to give you an idea of what it was like to watch the yeah. stream back in 2010. Okay. Out ass doors. Where is he? Oh man, are we get, am I gonna get jump scared? Oh no! <laughs> run away! Run away! That's a recreation. That's you, scary. You could stop it. As I've as I said, the original uh, stream has been lost. Uh huh. Not enough dedicated wham. Exactly. But <laughs> but. Old Papa Derek came through. I tracked down what a like recording of a recording of a recording of the actual Holy original shit. original appearance of Hero Brian. I've tracked down the stream from 2010. Oh my god! Uh, can I show it to me? This is yes, such yes, low yes. quality, but you have to see. This is the real deal here. This is how it actually went down. You can't hear the streamer, but apparently there was a lot of screaming. Okay, when he when he ran into Hero Brian. Copeland Brocraft. Oh, this is like old, like a oh, live stream. Holy this shit. This is so old. This is a decade ago. I like the creepy music. There he oh. is. There he is. Runs away. Then dies. Somehow. And you see for a second. Hero oh, no, he's on fire. Hero Brian's standing there. Offline. Oh, shit. That's the stream. That was the end of a 20 minute stream. When that happened, yeah. it was a game changer. <laughs> when you look at the lore for Hero Brian, yeah. people say that there's so much to it, but canonically, what I've just explained is the only thing that's canon for Hero Brian, which okay. is that this photo was posted and then this stream posted. Okay, now Minecraft experts, yes, there is such a thing as Minecraft experts. Minecraft experts swear that this video is a hoax. Okay, I could see that. They say that the that they think that Hero Brian in this video is a retextured painting in Minecraft that was mounted on the wall. Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. That's what the experts say. But Copeland, the streamer, he maintains and has maintained for years, this is real. Hero Brian is a real ghost. Now, maybe, you know, take it what you want. It's an urban legend. Maybe yeah. he's having maybe he's having fun with it. Um, I would definitely do the same thing. I would, I would keep it going forever. Yeah. But here's the thing. Okay, so this original post, this picture posted on 4chan, it's probably for kicks, shits and giggles, you know? Yeah. It's probably a creepypasta. This video is probably a hoax. Okay. That doesn't change the fact that over the past 10 years... Yeah. Tens of thousands of people claim to have seen Hero Brian and claim to have experienced Hero Brian in Minecraft. Yeah, I agree. You're watching. You're like, this is all bullshit. This yeah, is all yeah. made up. Okay, yeah. These guys made it up. They're faking it. But yeah. tens of thousands of people all over the world believe that Hero Brian is a real thing in the code of Minecraft. And Mojang, the creators of Minecraft, mm. They haven't quite come out and said that Hero Brian is not real. In fact, they've pretty much towed the line that the opposite might be true. I was going to say, like, I could see them adding him into the game. 
Well, here's the thing. Yeah. The people who make Minecraft, including Notch, have yeah. said they will never add Hero Brian. Yeah. But at the same time, they've said don't count it out. Mm. We're not they've they've haven't said one way or the other, but they have included Hero Brian in a ton of promotional oh, material. Yeah. And I'd like to show some of these pictures sure. too. This is the banner for Minecon. Okay. Uh, and I actually went to this Minecon with Rocco in Las Vegas. It was is this the, the first one? The very first Minecon ever. You were there with dedicated Wham Kid. I was there. I was there when they launched uh Minecraft version 1.0 officially. I was oh there God. with dedicated Wham. Holy, yes. Did you see it? No, I oh. wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't see it. I, we did videos legendary. for the convention. Yeah, we were there. Yeah, yeah. But look, uh, and I want to put this on screen, circled yeah. in the background. Oh, yeah. Hero Brian. Oh, He's shit. there in the official. Uh, that's sick. imagery. Here's another one. Wedding weekend was a was a special they were doing. They included included Hero Brian in the background of that as well. <laughs> I like they like really have him hidden. This is an Xbox booth they had at a convention, and you see they had Hero Brian on the wall. Oh, that's cool. And uh, you know, speaking of Notch, he's kind of gone both ways on it. He says that he thinks Hero Brian is annoying, but he's yeah. also made comments uh, like the following. Let me let me make sure I have the whole quote here ready to be read. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you're gonna pull his tweet where he says, okay to be white. We're not talking about that. We're, <laughs> we're talking about Hero Brian. Okay, continue. The Hero Brian stuff is awesome and kind of scary at the same time. It really shows how little control a current producer has over the content. Oh, I forgot to mention one yeah. part of the story. After that stream that Copeland posted, he went to another website and he linked to uh uh, a website that had a picture of Hero Brian's face, and um, the the eyes were photoshopped to have human eyes in Ooh. them. And there was a coded message on the on the website. Um, oh, but uh, when you decode it, I didn't. I don't have the decode here. It was a creepy pasta called Wake Up. Okay, and it basically talked about on this website that had a picture of Hero Brian's face, this coded message, when you were able to decode it, it was like binary. It yeah. told this story about how people who are tortured and suffer extreme pain sometimes um, retreat mentally into a fantasy world and they aren't aware of it and they aren't aware that they're sleeping in this fantasy world and they need to be told to wake up. Okay. This idea of the wake up story got closely tied with Hero Brian after that site was uh, linked to. And I only mentioned that because Notch references it in this comment. So he says, the Hero Brian stuff is awesome and kind of scary. At the same time, it really shows how little control a content producer has over their content. I've publicly told people there's never been any such thing as Hero Brian and that I don't have any dead brothers. Some people thought Hero Brian was the ghost of Notch's dead oh, brother. Oh, man. And that letting too many animals die in lava is a foolproof way to summon him, but that you don't need to be afraid of him. He only means well. He's looking out for you, trying to warn you of the dangers you can't see. There certainly are no physical manifestations of Hero Brian that will sneak out of your computer if you leave Minecraft running at night, <laughs> looming over you as you sleep with his pale eyes inches away from your face as he tries to shout at you to wake up. Sometimes you wake up with a jolt and he's gone, and all that lingers is the memory and faint echo of his wordless screaming. Of course it was just a dream. There's no way a morally dubious ghost for, with a god complex could at any point decide to haunt the children who play my game for their own good. There is no such thing. So he's kind of joking yeah. both ways. He's saying it doesn't exist, but he's also kind of joking that maybe it does exist. I like and that. I propose this question to you and anybody else out there. Okay. If you created one of the world's biggest games and tens of thousands of people started telling you that they were having a paranormal experience in the game, 
with a ghost that may or may not be in the code, and you found out it was true that Hero Brian was real, would you come out publicly and say, yes, it's true? Uh, no. no. You'd look like a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they're not going to say Hero Brian is true. So covering it up. But I'll tell you this. Every single Minecraft update since 2012 has mentioned Hero Brian. Whoa. And it says Hero Brian has been removed. Hero Brian has officially been removed oh. from Minecraft 26 times in the past decade. In fact, they only released one update that didn't remove Hero Brian, uh -huh. and it was the most recent update. Oh, shit. So maybe Hero Brian has officially been added into Minecraft. I can see that. It's, it's such a huge story. Why wouldn't they yeah. mess around? That's pretty much the story of Hero Brian. Okay. Uh, but I'll end it on this, and it goes back to this original posting. Before, by the way, Hero Brian, they've done like walkthroughs, let's plays, machinimas mm. about him. They've made so many like music videos, Minecraft music videos starring Hero Brian. They've made mods of Hero Brian. He's a huge thing in the community. But this post from August 30th, 2010, you go back to the original post. Yeah. Before all of this community, before Notch was tweeting about it, before he was being, Hero Brian was being included in all these pictures. Where did this post come from? When this guy screen capped this and nobody paid attention for yeah. months, what was he talking about? You know, people have meticulously looked at this screen cap and they have actually spent months of work and they found the seed world that this photo was taken in. Okay. The yeah. Minecraft community tracked down the seed world. And and it's become a thing only recently, within the last year, 10 years later, they discovered the seed world that this Hero Brian image comes from. And so people, if you're interested, can load up this seed world and see if Hero Brian shows up for you. That's crazy that they found that. Yeah. But as for what inspired this person to make this post, is this real? Did they really see something in the fog? We will never know because as with all good stories, the identity of this person has never been revealed. And the original 4chan post has long been scrubbed from the internet. And so we won't really know where here Brian came from, but maybe he's a joke. Maybe he's a hoax. Maybe he's an urban legend. But people out there are seeing him and people out there are hunting for him. I told you there were stories of people who play Minecraft and they were like, ha ha ha. Yeah, I don't believe in Hero Brian, but, but there was a time when I loaded up my single player game and my house that I had built in the middle of a forest suddenly had these like village houses built next to it. And I, I didn't build those. I didn't know who built it. A lot of people say, yeah, you know, you play Minecraft single player and you'll build a tunnel and it goes into like a, a mob dungeon. So you'll put a door there and you'll always keep that door shut. Yeah. Well, oftentimes you go back down that tunnel and that door is open. Who opened it? That's Hero Brian. Oh, shit. Anyways, that's the story. Of Hero. <laughs> that's the story of Hero Brian, the, awesome. the ghost of Minecraft. The ghost of Minecrafta. What? <laughs> There's a I don't want to bring it up. There's a, a, a meme video of a. I, I don't want to go into it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's... The uh, ghost of Minecraft. <laughs> there's a, a video of this dude where he did a review of Minecraft uh, with a animated Inspector Gadget, and he keeps calling it Minecrafta. <laughs> so I was just referencing that. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so I have some things if, if, you, if you're down to get a little... Let's keep going. Get a little happy. 
Uh, on the other end of the spectrum, we're going to talk about another game for children that might be a little creepy. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time, Super Mario 64. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of an iceberg? An iceberg? Yeah, an iceberg image. Sorry. No. So there's these images online where like people will kind of compile all like random facts about like a fandom and they'll make it in this image of like an iceberg, like yeah, deeper down the iceberg. Yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, yeah, there's one for Mega 64. Yeah. So there's like a famous one for Mario 64 about like all the different kind of creepy things about it. And I just kind of grabbed two of my favorite here. Okay. Um, So I want to talk about this one. Apparently people claim that every copy of Mario 64 is personalized. In what way? So some people believe deep within the game's code, there is a AI that's watching you play. Um, and the game will just start to change slightly based on your play style. Okay. Um, have you ever, like, in all the, the wikis that write about this, they, they claim, have you ever played someone's cartridge of Mario 64 and it just doesn't feel right? Like, did you ever go to your friend's house and play their copy of a game? It just it feels a little off. That's because the AI isn't personalized to you. Okay. It's personalized to them. In, so what is the AI effect? Um, it might make things easier. might make things harder. Uh, depending on your play style, it might fuck with you a little bit to just see how you react. Um, let me look at my notes here. Uh, this is a quote from the, the wiki, the creepypasta wiki about this. Um, have you ever played someone else's copy of Super Mario 64 and felt that something was just a little bit off and you couldn't quite put your finger on it? That's why. That's how. Take my word for it. Every copy of Super Mario 64 ever released, bootleg or not, is personalized. So. That kind of makes me feel good, actually. Yeah. So Super Mario 64. It just its, makes me feel like the game is taking care of me. Yeah. At its core is insidious and evil. What? And a work of human creation. Some people believe that Nintendo uh, threw this AI into the game un, like without telling anyone just to test it out to see they could, uh, you know, mess around with AI technology, but then it kind of got its own kind of legs and started doing other strange things. Um, that reminds me of uh, my second story that mm -hmm. I wanted to share, but yeah. I'll, I'll save it because yeah. it also has to do with uh, corporations and entities uh, putting secret stuff into video games to test on the un unwitting public. Um Oh yeah, I have I have that as well. Um, so fans of the theory, a lot of people think it comes from recalling false memories from childhood regarding Super Mario sixty four, whereas like a vivid event or location Super Mario sixty four that uh, wasn't there when they went back to replay. So some people think it's like this AI. Um, it's more of kind of like a concept, uh, a creepy concept. I don't know if there's actually an AI in Mario sixty four. But uh, I'm not creeped out by an AI being in Mario 64. Really? And it's like watching you as well, you who play. cares? Yeah. yeah. As a, what, what are you going to see me fucking step on a turtle? Like, it's not like I'm putting my social security number in the game. I think there's this weird era <laughs> era of like creepiness with Mario 64 that I don't. Well, I understand. It's like younger kids going back to the old graphics. But uh, I have I have more stuff about Mario 64 if you want to change gears away yeah. from the personalized AI. Mm -hmm. Um. There's this thing going around that, uh, do you know the level Wet Dry World? Not off the top of my head. Here, I have, a, I have a photo of said Wet Dry World. Okay. 
pop it on screen here too. Okay, That's we're gonna it. pop this on screen here. Some people believe that this level gives off a negative aura when you play it. Uh, yeah, I definitely remember playing this level, and it's a it's a it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, this level it, it's it it brings up like uh it makes you clench in your stomach. It definitely has devilish vibes to it. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, it's like a prison. Yeah. So like, it's like visiting Alcatraz. I want to break it down here. A lot of people think like this level just in general gives off negative aura. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with this fucking bonkers level design. Like, what is this? It's called wet dry world. And it's like this weird mishmash of fucking concepts. Well, I remember being like in this world, it's, it's not immediately clear where to go yeah. or how to ascend to the top and it's very ugly and water in video games is always a pain because it's like a slow watery death which sucks yeah exactly and the music's a little off too but a lot of people talk about the skybox in the game this is a high-res photo of it okay like what it what are these ruins <laughs> like it gives off i'll put this photo up as well it's like this eerie kind of photo and it's also like super low res when you see it in the game like it looks horrific. So it's like a Mediterranean uh old city, but it's underwater. Yeah. Okay. Like it's very strange. I mean the the photo is genuinely it's this, like Atlantis. This place in Spain. They took a, a okay. photo of it. All so right. it's it's a genuine it's like an actual photo. So I think it gives off that eeriness. Cause there's just a weird fucking photo of a town. Wet dry world. Yeah, underwater. Um another like weird element of it in uh here let me go back to the map when you go into this part of it okay. there's just an empty town i don't know if you've ever explored past that cage no I don't not, have a, not that i remember i don't have a photo of it but there's there's an underwater town it kind of looks like a town in ocarina of time but just abandoned so that adds to the level of like eeriness to the level all right so i just want to say in conclusion like i feel like a lot of this stuff gained popularity Due to like a whole younger generation. Wait, but oh. that's it? That it just gives off an evil vibe? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's not like uh, it's nobody died on that level, really, or something? <laughs> I mean, it might be the AI fucking with you. It's trying to like, you know, figure out how, how to creep humans out. Oh, maybe that's the brain of the AI or something. Yeah, like maybe that's where it all happened in, in this fucking town in Spain or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to add, like, in conclusion, I kind of wanted to figure out like why there's been like so many YouTube videos and stuff about Mario. It also 64. looks like the inspiration for Delfino Bay. Oh yeah, for Mario Sunshine. Hundred percent. I wish I could remember the name of the the city. It's in Spain though. That's all I really know about it. Um, there a lot of these photos came from there was like a, a the silicon graphics card that they built most of Mario sixty four on. Oh, and this was like a fucking just an image that was in that thing. So was this texture and everything. So okay, people were able to find all these images because it's just like the default texture pack in, in this old console. Uh, I love how so much art, modern art, is just like, yeah, it was the defaults in the program. Oh, yeah, there's so much in Mario 64 that's just the default image. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I wanted to say just in conclusion, like I was really trying to think why this Mario 64 stuff has popped up in popularity recently. And I really think it's like due to, um, you know, a whole younger generation revisiting these games now. Like for us, like we went back and saw the NES and it's like, oh, it's a cute little game, Mario. But it's like, you know, a younger generation like, oh, when I was a kid, I played this game. And they see this fucking like horrific ass like mishmash level and with like really 
yeah low res texture and it like i feel like a whole generation of kids are just like creeped out by the plus um i'm old enough to remember experiencing the evolution of video games i feel like when i was a kid it was pretty much the birth of video games not yeah. really because before my time there was definitely like pong yeah and pac-man and donkey kong but even when I first started getting into video games, I was around the area of Super Mario Brothers 3 and the Nintendo, and we're first starting to get 2D platformers. I was there, and I lived through the evolution into 3D video games, Yeah, and then the graphics revolution where stuff became realistic looking uh, when video games moved into online and you could play with other people. So video games was always, they were always kind of demystified for me okay. because all throughout my life, I experienced it every step of the way, but I could see if I was born 10, 15 or 20 years later. Mm. And as I'm coming up, video games are already three dimensional, hyper realistic, and they have online connectivity. They're connected to this vast open world. And since before I was born, there were already video games. That, yeah. That's kind of mysterious. And I could see how you could believe that these pretty complex games that were made before you were born could contain stuff in them that is maybe more than what's actually there. I could see, yeah. you know, me being 15 years old or 12 years old, kind of around then, uh, when Super Mario 64 came out and, you know, being there and experiencing it so firsthand. Yeah. I, I would never think that it was haunted or it had bad vibes. I, I'm with you because to me, like this game is so such like brings me back to a joyous part of my life. Yeah. So it's funny to me that like there's a whole generation of younger people who are like utterly creeped out by this. Yeah. Game. <laughs> like I remember the anticipation for the 64 before yeah. it came out. I remember Mario being the hottest game in the world. Mm. It was the most brand new toy available. It was so cool and sleek and high tech. I don't have the uh, the context of Super Mario 64 as some dusty thing you found in an yeah, attic yeah. and you blow it off and <laughs> plug it in and it turns on and it's weird. Yeah. I don't have that experience. And I maybe I wish I did because it would be cool. Uh, Yeah, there's like this all started like this whole Mario 64. I don't really have it here, but I could kind of uh talk about it a little bit. But uh, did you ever hear of like I think it's called Space World 99? Was it was like a convention where they would show off like new technology. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had the N sixty four there, and they showed off like a clip of Zelda that never was released. Yeah, and but they had Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario. They had like a a, a CG model of Wario running in real time, okay. and he was able to talk, and it would move with him. And so there's this creepy screenshot of like Wario's fucking giant head floating in one of the areas in mario 64 and a whole generation of kids found that and they're like that's the wario apparition that's in mario 64 oh, like there's this whole like that and that's based on the ai that's in mario 64 because sometimes it'll mess with you it'll make the wario apparition start showing up in your game so it goes deep it goes really deep there like i wish i printed out the um the iceberg because it's it's next level like you could lose hours of time like sifting through all the info you know, I've seen one of those icebergs for Mega 64 and it's hilarious. I don't know who made it, but I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was impressed by some of the knowledge on that iceberg. I was like, dang, you're bringing up stuff I forgot about. <laughs> you gotta be, <laughs> and it's all true. You, 
you got to be like deep with you have to be deep under the fucking iceberg to make an iceberg uh, graphic yourself. You have to see it all and more. Maybe anyway. Rocket made the iceberg. Okay, you know, yeah, speaking of times uh, from times gone by and believing weird stuff from the past, I want to talk about the arcade game that was killing children in the 80s. I have this as well. Polybius. I I bet you would tell the story better than I I would, but... Let's talk about Polybius. We could double team it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had actually not heard of this until you mentioned this to me, and I had to look this up, and this urban legend is true. Supposedly, it comes from... The Seattle, Washington area, the Pacific Northwest area around the time of 1980. And as the story goes, supposedly at that time when arcades were like a brand new thing, Mm. there was a legendary game, an arcade cabinet called Polybius. But people think that Polybius was actually a computer program planted by the American government or another clandestine agency Involved in some sort of experimentation and monitoring program of the American teenage youth population. Yeah. Supposedly, this game had hyper futuristic and advanced technology that could invoke unheard frequencies that we could not pick up. Uh, hallucinogenic uh, flashing and and uh, psychology and hypno hypno. Hypnotization techniques. Apparently it was the most addictive game ever created. Yeah, (laughs) it was hyper addictive. Like there'd be a line around the block to play this game Polybius. Now, supposedly the game was only available for a matter of months. uh, And in that time, regularly it would be checked by none other than the men in black. Yes, by all accounts, (laughs) it says the actual quote unquote men in black would come and check the scores on Polybius. But what they were really checking was the data analysis readout of how addictive the game was, who was susceptible to the hallucinations, and everything else that Polybius was doing on the unwitting public. Why were they doing this? Maybe they were searching for candidates for some sort of space program that we don't know about. Like an Ender's Run kind of. Or perhaps they were doing some... Ender's Game, sorry. Yeah, some MK Ultra style experimentation on mass hypnosis and mind control of the public. Yeah. We don't know, but a lot of people, a lot of kids who grew up in the eighties say that they specifically remember the Polybius machine being available in arcades. Yeah. A hyper advanced machine that had these crazy graphics that weird guys in suits were always coming to check. And they remember the machines being pulled from the arcades after a matter of months. I love stories like this because this one is probably the oldest like video game related, uh, you know, urban legend. Urban legend. Uh, I think in my research, I learned it like the only kind of instance of, of it coming up on the Internet was like in the early 90s on some type of like IRC, like text based uh, chat room thing. Like that's yeah. crazy. Now, I don't think Polybius is a real game. No, but. Video game historians have reconstructed a series of events Mm. which they believe may be the inspiration for the Polybius urban legend. Have you heard of this? Yes. So supposedly (laughs) there were two instances in in the summer of 1981, actually on the same day in 1981, where two players in the Portland, Oregon area fell ill 
while playing arcade cabinets in in an arcade. Yeah. Uh, One person collapsed with migraine headaches after playing the game Tempest. And and another person started suffering from stomach pain after playing the video game Asteroids for 28 hours (laughs) straight in an attempt to break a world record. Which in and of itself is a great story. You play Asteroids for 28 hours and you have to stop because you're having stomach cramps (laughs) and you're collapsing to the ground. You're trying to get to the kill screen. Yeah, definitely. Um, apparently at this time in, in Portland, uh, the FBI was regularly raiding arcades because they thought that these arcades were involved in gambling schemes. And so they would go in and raid the machines. So literally government agents were coming in and opening up the machines and checking the scores and seeing if any nefarious business was going on. I love how the human brain works. It's like putting all of those together created this like this uh you know urban legend hive mind collective conscious urban legend yeah yeah and then as for the actual arcade game polybius itself a lot of people think it was confused with a game called cube quest which apparently had such advanced graphics and like flashing uh like visual displays that it was constantly breaking down Uh. and the, the company was always having to send repairmen in to fix this machine so much so to the point that after only a few months, arcades uh, deemed this video game too much work and they started pulling the machines out. Oh. And so people remember, like, I remember the FBI checking the scores on machines. I remember people getting sick in the arcades playing these video games. And I remember this super advanced game in the 80s that was only around for two months <laughs> before it was pulled after all these guys kept opening it up and checking it. And all got into that memory soup stirred around and that's how we and got popped polybius. up on irc in the late 90s or some shit and it became polybius and it became polybius uh that's amazing i love that story so much uh i think there was like a company that tried to make a, a version of polybius um yeah polybius has gone on to live in like the you know the the collective conscious of every all the urban legends about video games yeah i think uh there's a great short film about it that the avgn made that i love um, there, I, I'm surprised there just isn't more stuff like based around this, you know? Well, I used to do color commentary for a local wrestling promotion mm. here called super awesome showdown. And they actually had a character named Polybius oh, shit. who was like a corrupted video game program. That's cool. Entity who manifested in real life mm. and then would like fight the wrestlers. He was like the ultimate heel. In fact, he was the big bad guy. In uh, in our wrestling promotion, name Polybius, and his name was Polybius, and I never knew that it was a video game reference. All right, you got one more story for us. Yes, I want to talk about a classic, a classic creepy pasta here. Um, I'm not going to say the name yet. I'm just going to you know start from the beginning, work work my way down here. So, in Japan, on February 27th, the original Pokemon games were released. Pokemon Red. And green. And green. Um, green never came to America. No, we got blue until they did leaf green for the Game Boy Advance. But that's hearsay for this deep horror that I'm about to unleash unleash on the audience. Uh, Get ready. So at the same time, there was a peak in uh, illness of children between the ages of 7 and 12 and suicide. In, in, in the same age of children after the release of said game. Is there a connection? 
Is that is that for real? I don't know. <laughs> uh, go along. Uh, I go mean, along it says it in it. the story. You did not meet Steve Perry. <laughs> no, you didn't. You did not. <laughs> you, uh, didn't, you didn't talk to the Eagles. Yeah. Steve Perry. Um, <laughs> Whoever. So rumors came out that these suicides and illnesses only occurred after children reached a specific area in these Pokemon games. And that the name of the area is called Lavender Town, which if you've played Pokemon, no, it's a like a a ghost filled area. It's where all the psychic Pokemon are from. Yeah. It's the place where they fuck with your mind. So people claim that uh, the music in that level was so used such crazy extreme high frequencies that it caused like these this mental illness and suicide in these children. Oh my god! I I heard almost an exact same story about the the an Elder Scrolls mod. Okay, that would cause like insanity and make you want to kill yourself. <laughs> but I cut it from today's episode. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I, I'm this may be a pervasive thing in video games. Yeah, they, they they rot your brain and drive you crazy. So they claim the frequencies are too high for most adults to hear, but for kids, you know, their ears are are, are better than ours, and they could hear these frequencies that make you kill yourself. Um, <laughs> it's like the brown noise. I always talk about the brown noise, the frequency that make you poop your pants. Well, the, they got the red noise. They, they got, they yeah, the you, lavender noise. The la- yeah, turn your face purple when you're dead. Well, I don't want to freak you out too much, but apparently I have the original Japanese audio. You have the song that'll yeah. make you kill yourself? I have the song that'll make you fucking right. kill yourself, dude. Hey, seven to, tw- seven to 12 year olds out there, you yeah. may want to plug your ears. Plug your fucking ears because you're about to go on a ride. We're old enough to hear this, so we're going to survive, <laughs> but I... Listener beware. All right. You ready? Yeah. Sounds like the theme from Jeopardy. I'm talking over. Sorry. <laughs> Think about throwing yourself yet? <laughs> no. I'm thinking about killing you. No. <laughs> when you get older, you kill other people. Um, yeah. So this is one of like, I remember being like 16 or 17 and someone telling me about this rumor. And I thought it was so fucking cool. Um, I don't know if there's any truth in it. I don't think there's any real data about it, but the concept that that music, you know, was so haunted or something. That it made it's interesting a whole generation to me, of Japanese children kill themselves. Uh, in in doing this show, I've come across so many stories of songs that make people kill themselves. Yeah, that is such a pervasive trope in urban legends. I actually wonder how far back it goes. I don't know if anybody's ever looked into this, but time and again throughout history, you hear of these haunted songs that there's something about them. There, it's not even that they're depressing. Yeah. There, it's often that there is a supernatural element to these songs that if you listen to them too much on a dark night, you know, when you're alone or in a, in a spooky place, something about the song might just possess you and compel you yeah. to do something bad. It's not just Pokemon. I mean, this goes back to like orchestral music from hundreds of years ago, but it's fascinating to me that this myth has made its way into the Pokemon lore. 
yeah. that one of those haunted songs found its way into Pokemon. It's funny because like I, I think they did change the music for the American release. Yeah. Because when you listen to this on headphones, it is such a sharp fucking tone that it does kind of like, I feel like it hits a certain part of your eardrum that really messes with you. Like, I think there's truth to this being like a song that is just bad. <laughs> I mean, the song is, I love, I love the last song. I, I think I love that song just because of the creepiness, but the tone of it is genuinely like it hurts your ear. So I love that that kind of turned into this. I don't know. I can't really find the like start of where this urban legend like began but uh yeah a lot of times you of don't you don't know where they come from yeah they, they just kind of uh manifest out of nowhere the hero brian one is a rare exception where we can pinpoint the beginning of it well, um that's well all I, had. I think that brings us to the end of today's episode talking about haunted video games thanks for joining us everybody we hope you yeah. enjoyed it have you ever experienced a haunted video game? Have you seen Hero Brian? Or do you know? Uh, Have you killed yourself after listening to Lavender? Time a creepy pasta about a video game that you enjoy that we didn't talk about. We almost went into Ben Drowned, yeah, which is a very, very long urban legend about a haunted copy of Majora's Mask. I, I just want to say there is so much. I would love to do a second episode on this. We might have to revisit yeah. this topic because, as I mentioned, there's also the Elder Scrolls 3 mod that apparently drives you insane. Yeah. And a couple of other famous stories out there. In fact, I found a ghost story that has to do with Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, Appar I know that one. Yeah. Apparently, that game is haunted as well. I love that story, too. Um, yeah. So if that's interesting to you, leave a comment if you'd like to see us revisit this topic. Um, and while you're at it, subscribe to our channel, turn on notifications, and hey, share this episode with somebody if you think they would enjoy it. Uh, if you like this show, help us grow. And that's the best thing you can do to support us. Yes. Um, follow us on social media. Please. We are on Instagram at mega strange podcast. You can follow me personally at Derek Costa only. You can follow me catboy underscore slim. Yeah. And we'll be back next Saturday with another episode and also every Tuesday with a little bite sized bit of mega strange. Maybe it'll yes. be our mailbag, our voicemail. Or, I've been having, or something else. I've been having such a good time doing those. So Yeah, I'm really enjoying hearing the stories that everybody else has out there because it's a numbers game. And yeah. if you could talk to more people, then you're definitely going to get more stories. We're only touching on like the big ones that are well known on the internet. But yeah. Everybody out there has their own little individual moment that made them question their reality. Oh, shit. And I like hearing about those moments. So Me if you too. have something like that, please call us up and share your story with us. You might just get your story shared with everybody on our mailbag when we do it on Tuesday. Yes. Uh, well, until next time, stay strange, everybody. We'll keep an eye out for more spooky stories to share with you. And we'll be back next week with another episode oh. of Mega Strange. Okay.